I'm Tyler. And I'm Tyler. And this is a T2 podcast. Served cold. So today we're going to be discussing the biggest gaming moments for us and what we feel moved the gaming industry into a new direction. Speaking of gaming, have you been playing anything new lately? Uh, I did start playing the new Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, a little bit there every huh. week when it's not crashing. <laughs> hey, yeah. You playing uh, single player, multiplayer? Uh, I, I played the campaign. I did do that. It's not kind of one of those staples I have to do right. for uh, Call of Duty, especially. And then yeah, multiplayer a lot. How uh, how long was it? I know Call of Duty's been getting shorter and shorter. I feel like I can beat them in like two hours now. Yeah, it was about six hours. I want to say. All right, that's about not six. too bad. And then the uh, multiplayer, same old, same old Call of Duty. Yeah, same old Call of Duty, Team Deathmatch. They just added Kill Confirmed. And yeah. they have a new one, Ground War. And it's 64 players, so 32-32. And okay. it's, it's like Battlefield, like you just have the points. That's all there is right now. Um, and it's just chaos, killstreaks and BTRs and stuff. I can imagine 64 players and people calling in helicopters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it probably gets pretty nuts. Yeah. Did they take out the Battle Royale mode? Yeah, so far no Battle Royale. They haven't really said anything on it yet, whether it's going to be confirmed or not. And somebody had found like 30 new maps. How would you feel if they released a Battlefield mode where they just released one last year? Do you think they should just keep updating the old one? Keep current with, I know it's it's two different uh, publishers, right? Yeah, it's but publishers. Doesn't it seem kind of unfair for those people that bought it? A year ago, and now they if they make a new, like, why not keep updating the old one? Personally, I think they should just let it go, honestly. Just let it go. I, I heard stuff about it for the first, like, week that they released that, that one, you know, however long ago that was, a year or so. And I haven't heard anything since, so I feel like it didn't catch on. Yeah, that's how I feel too. What about you, man? Playing anything this week? Uh, so I decided to go through my Humble Bundle subscription and uh, install some of the games that I have on there that I haven't actually put on just either because I didn't know what it was or it didn't look interesting at the time and I played some of those. Did you, so, have, to, did you have to get a new hard drive? No, no. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got like four or five in there and I just kind of, you know, move games around and delete them after I beat them. <laughs> But uh, a lot of the games that, that you get on Humble, you'll get like the two close to AAA titles, like AA titles, and then you'll get a bunch of indie games that are, you know, a couple hundred megs. Okay. So I've been playing, or I, I tried out a couple of games here I'll go through. Um, the first one was 11.11, Memories Retold. It's kind of like an adventure game, stars Elijah Wood and some other famous actor. Um, but it's two sides of World War One. You're, you're English, um, and then you're a German. So you get both sides of the war going on. Okay. Um, but I did add that to my, you know, want to play later list. I've got my Steam divided into two separate sections. One is, yes, I'm going to play this later. And another one is, word I can't say on this podcast. Um, <laughs> trash it. But basically trash. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I throw the games into that or just hide them from my account because it's just too much, too much sensory input for me there. Speaking of this library thing, because I know mine's not very big. I only have like yeah. 60 games. I know yours is tremendously yeah. more expansive. What do you think about the new overlay? I like it. Uh-huh. I was confused at first. When I first loaded up and I, I didn't read the patch notes and I was just, here's all your games and here's all the information about every <laughs> game when you turn it on, I didn't know where anything was. <laughs> I was like, man, I just want to play Assassin's Creed that I've been playing for a while. Where'd my game go? I saw so, it and I'm like, Chiefy, he was like, did you see this, man? And I'm like, looking at him like, I forgot I had Diablo, I mean, uh, Doom 3. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing that's brought to the forefront is there's a bunch of games that I forgot that I had that <laughs> yeah. it pops up and I'm like, oh man, I should I should give that a try. Yeah. I do like how it has like your store page and the videos and reviews right there. All the games that I, I got off Humble, but some of them I got. Also, uh, there's this one game. It's now I wouldn't really call this a game. Um, it's a really neat concept though. It's called Kind Words. Um, okay. Chill beats to write to. Now all it is is it you load in and you're in this small room you're in like a small little bedroom mm-hmm. and then you'll have paper airplanes that fly by and you can click on one of these paper airplanes and it's just somebody saying nice things so the game's heavily moderated because you know how the internet is mm. and how people are but it's all nice uplifting quotes and and information like that and then you can go and you can actually like write a request like if you're having trouble uh, you know i hate my job or something like that you can post that out there and people will send you notes back and it's just a way to de-stress it's kind of like therapy without huh. going to therapy okay like it's it's a really interesting concept um so i saw that pop up and i just wanted to see like are, are there actually you know this many nice people out there in the world so i hopped on there and 
it was it was all like good vibes coming through oh. so it was it was an interesting it's an interesting concept it, it makes you think about what gaming can actually what it can bring forth to people Another one I picked up and, and was trying out was uh, Hidden Folks. It's literally black and white. Where's Waldo? It <laughs> pops up on the screen. You got this giant, I guess you'd call it a map, and then it gives you all these little things to find, and it, it kind of tells you about them. The interesting thing about that one, like, it sounds like two different people, a female and a male, and they're just boop, bop, click, click, and like making animal <laughs> noises, and it's it's kind of humorous to just you know turn on and start clicking around. I have to see if they're hiring. Do you guys need just random sound effects? Because I'm your guy. <laughs> And then I'm still trying to beat my way through Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh. I've got 111 hours in it, and I feel like I'm maybe halfway through. <laughs> With games like that, I'll, I'll look and I'll, I'll see, you know, the little question mark on the map, and I have to go see what it is. I think that game for me, I only played 40 hours maybe, and then I okay. stopped. I remember when it first came out, you were very, uh, very happy. You could Sparta kick boars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was Sparta kicking everybody. They'd <laughs> yeah. come at me and I'd be like, ah, I'm just kicking people. I was like, guys, you got to get this game. You could just kick people in the chest <laughs> all day. Just ah, in the chest. So I guess we're going to start off with what the biggest gaming moment for you was. I think the biggest gaming moment for me would have to be Diablo 2, Lord of the Destruction with the expansion pack. And then Halo Combat Evolved. I think those were like the two biggest for me. What um, what about them? Like what makes Diablo 2? For me, it was the game itself. Um, I just liked, you know, it was complicated. Just played for years, I remember. And it was my first game online, multiplayer. So okay. it was like my first kind of experience playing with friends and just random people and getting involved in the whole getting scammed and like yeah. my first kind of world into that. I was going to ask about the scamming. I, I know those. I never really played Diablo 2. I didn't do a lot of the online. I had a couple of friends that did, but I know scamming was a huge thing there. Did, oh my gosh, yeah. Did that not, <laughs> it, it didn't make you dislike the game? No, I, you know. It, it turned it, into a scammer? Well, I tried. Uh, there, I, okay. There's this one story I remember clearly because it just, that defining moment, like I'll never fall for this again. Right. And the guy was like, oh, meet me here. So I was like, okay. You know, I'm just this little kid. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, meet the guy there. And he's like, hey, if you do this, it was like either you can duplicate items or he didn't trust me in, in the trade or something like right. that. Okay. So he's like, you got to drop all your gear. So I make sure, you know, you don't like try to steal mine or attack me or whatever. And I wasn't like thinking. Right. So he has me stand in like a particular spot and it dumps it on the ground and he grabbed it through the wall. I couldn't click on him then to like try to initiate like a trade or anything right. and he was gone. And I just went, I just lost that item. And it was Diablo <laughs> 2, so it's like there was no auction house, you know. Yeah, there's no way to get that back. Yeah, it was gone forever. So I uh, I was irritated. Tried it on somebody else. They called me some choice words and I went, <laughs> maybe this line of work's not for me. <laughs> and just, you know, kind of one of those things like I it was my fault. I didn't right. write an email to Blizzard. It was just yeah. So when you when you tried to scam the other person, did they catch on immediately? Like when you said the area where they like, I know what you're doing. It was up until I like was too eager to get them to like drop their. I forget. I can't remember the item they had, but they had it as well. It was okay. A, you know, a legendary item. So it was a good item, and they had it, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it was like, no, and just like walks away. <laughs> Wasn't as naive, huh? And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> but this is what I did. <laughs> what do you mean you're not falling for it? <laughs> oh, man. And then the, otherwise, though, it was it was Halo, Combat Evolved. Um, it was out for the Xbox, uh, for those who haven't played it. It was a first-person shooter, and I think what drew me into it was the campaign. It had an amazing story for a first-person shooter. I mean, outside of Half-Life. I can't can't think of too many games in that era where it was really story driven. Yeah, I remember I was having a sleepover with uh, one of my high school friends when Halo came out, and we went and actually bought an Xbox and bought Halo just to play that night and stayed up all night long and, and beat the game and the the campaign was great. Now that one didn't have multiplayer, right? It did but or it was wasn't it local. It was uh, yeah, you had to be um, land like local right. area network. Yeah, and nobody has that many friends in in real life. Now, this is going to show everybody how much of a nerd I really was back in the day. Video game club. Hey. See, I didn't have a video game club. <laughs> I think we discussed this We before. did discuss this. Yeah. Oh, we did, yes. Yeah. Episode uh, episode one. Yeah. Feel free, guys. Go back and watch episode one if you haven't. Yeah. Get to know Watch with better. your earpieces. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they wheeled the carts in. You know, the TVs and the carts. The old yeah. CRTVs. And yeah. Uh, yeah, four Xboxes and we were playing Halo. It right. was amazing. 
Uh, no, I haven't purchased any of the Halo games or, or like played through any of the stories since then, but I, I have this one friend, Dwayne, and he loves Halo, and we would have, we used to have game nights all the time, so we'd bring over, you know, his Xbox, my old roommate had Xbox, and we'd hook him up into a couple different rooms in my house, and we'd, we'd play that way. Okay. And so I do still have that LAN experience there. I didn't have a video game club. I wasn't so lucky. It was awesome. I mean, we were nerds for life after that. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> that. High school was, was done. How about you? What was the, the biggest gaming moment for you? All right, so the game that changed multiplayer online games for me was hands down Counter-Strike. I remember I had, it was an old Packard Bell computer. It was this, you know, beige, ugly thing that laid on its side. And I remember playing uh, Counter-Strike on that. I'd have these kids that, you know, they, they lived in the neighborhood. They'd come down to my house and they'd like look in my window and, and have these conversations with me like, oh, you, you're shooting people again? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> never never actually invited the kids inside i don't know why they just sat outside for hours talking to me and i'm just sitting there like yeah killing people yeah. Dance all day, dance all day. <laughs> oh man yeah fps doug fps doug i loved pure ownage um there's one scene in there where he uh he's playing he's playing counter-strike and he goes to shoot this guy and he misses and the guy turns around and shoots him and he starts telling the cameraman to get out of his apartment and he, he, he just punches this keyboard and he starts, he takes it into the, into the garage and starts jumping on it. Uh, I'm sure you it. remember this scene. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had that same exact moment when I was in college. I had one of those like cheap Walmart ply board computer desks with like a little rollout uh, keyboard oh, tray. Yeah. And, I, was pl- and I, I got shot and I just, I just smashed my hand down on the keyboard. I ended up breaking the, <laughs> the, uh, the keyboard tray off the rails and... Uh, yeah, that is <laughs> perfect representation of video gamers playing first-person shooters. <laughs> My dad had uh, a desk like that. He had this Alien vs. Predator back in the day. Okay. And the aliens, when you were playing that as the Marines, you just and they're just like this <laughs> real loud as they go running by. And every time they did it to me, I'd like smack the and, and like shooting up towards the sky. <laughs> so he's playing his. He goes to take a cup of coffee. One goes running by. <laughs> dumps coffee all over his keyboard. Oh, man. I just, when you said those with the rollout, because it would get knocked off. Yeah, and you, yeah, like, you hit it with your knee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <sighs> Another game that I have here for, for one of the big moments for me was um, on the PlayStation 2. Uh, they had a game called SOCOM. Did you ever play that? I never played SOCOM, but okay. I do remember the commercial where it was yeah. like, who are these guys, Navy SEALs? And some guy over in Iraq, and he's like, it's like shooting fish in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> well, the game was great, but that was one where you could purchase, it was like a, a little modem that plugged into the back of your PlayStation 2. Okay. I believe that was still back in the day on 56K. And my little phone line plugged in there, and playing, you know, playing the uh, playing the multiplayer on that. Get off the phone! <laughs> yeah. I didn't have an online account or anything for a while. Uh, okay. Halo Two came out, and I loved to go to my my buddy's house. His right. dad was like a network engineer or, or something of the sort. So the whole house was networked out. You bring your Xbox, plug it in, we were online. Yeah. Um, but personally, I actually didn't get into online gaming until the Marine Corps. Okay. And that was uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. That's kind of yeah. when I really got into playing online. Going down that rabbit hole? Oh my gosh, yeah. And that was that was cable. We actually had decent internet. It was slower okay. on the Meg, like 2030. Yeah, not like now we got gigabit, but... So you didn't you didn't get to, to suffer through that, the dial tone and disconnects and... Diablo 2, yeah. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was all about that. Oh, you just lag. I remember yeah. Bale and... I'm just sitting there because it was playing on like a barely able to run it machine or right. laptop. And I'm just like, like, we killed him. I know we killed him. I'm just going to sit for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and eventually everybody else was gone. And I'm just like, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. My, one of my friends in high school, he had a computer that was better than mine. And he didn't play games or anything. I, I don't know why he really had it. But uh, I'd go to his house all the time, and he'd sit on the couch and hang out and watch me play video games, and I'd sit there and play Counter-Strike constantly, and he'd <laughs> just chill out and, and watch and enjoy. I mean, that was before people were streaming, and that ever would even cross my mind, like, to, to be a streamer. So, you know, looking back, I feel like I spent so much time with, with that friend and him hanging out, and he enjoyed it. He had he had fun watching, and, you know, we had BS back and forth together, and 
he'd watch me play and, and then the other kids that would come down and, and they would talk to me through the window. It was like getting into streaming before streaming was a thing. I wish I started streaming earlier to actually, you know, yeah. While we're talking about streaming, do you feel like streaming has changed the way that just the, the industry in general has, have you seen games being more tuned towards streamers? So I have a couple of different opinions on, on the streaming and gaming. One, I think it's made it more mainstream. Gaming in general? Yeah. yeah. Um, now you're able to see these tournaments and things where before, like if you weren't in the know, you didn't hear about them. Where now you can just, it can be on the front page and you're like, oh, there's a tournament, let me watch it and find a new game you might like, something like that. Right. I do feel though sometimes too that streaming can put a bad hype on a game. They'll hand them out to their content creators and you're seeing, you know, Shroud or Doc or, you know, Summit playing these games and, oh man, I got to play this game. They're playing it. And then you're like, this game's junk. So like, like Apex. I know Apex Legends was, was a big one where they gave it out and they paid these streamers a whole lot of money to play this game. And I'm not saying Apex is a bad game. I enjoyed the, you know, what, two weeks, a month we played it. Yeah. Um, it's just they put all this money towards those streamers and said, here, play this for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And they got a bunch of people in, which makes sense. It's a good marketing strategy. Oh, yeah. As long as they're not paying them to put out good reviews on them, you know, it's a lie. Which I know happens. Um, I know there's been a couple of uh, YouTubers that have just broken ties with publishers and they won't review their games anymore because they were offered money and they said, I'm not going to take it. And then the publisher said, okay, well, you can't review our games. We're going to copyright claim you on, on everything that you do. Yeah, um, that became a big issue. I guess back to the, like the streaming though, because you mentioned with the game reviews, yep. is I stopped pre-ordering games because right. of Twitch. Okay. You know, one, we get the digital copies. I can just download it within 20, 30 minutes, have right. the game. I don't have to worry about hard copies like we used to back in the day. Going to wait in the store and yeah. hopefully they have your copy there. Back in our day. Yeah. Where it was legit. Like you pre-ordered it because you wanted to be the first one to play right. it. Right. You didn't want to have to wait a week and a half for the shipment to come yeah. in. Yeah. But now it's, to me, it's useless. Yeah. I can um, see that. Because of, I guess when we grew up, it was, it meant something and now pre-ordering it to get a skin to me is whatever. Right. And I feel like a lot of the developers also use that as a way to pad their sales. They tell you how great the game's going to be and they show you all these videos that make the game look amazing and then it comes out when it's utter trash yeah and you've already pre-ordered it so you're already out of your 60 dollars or whatever it is that the game was when they're and doing that like hot patching where they're patching right. it's already alive and they're patching it and you're like yeah i can't even load in <laughs> exactly yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can't even start playing the game yet but that's why i like twitch because i can sit there and go okay this game's out today let me watch somebody play it i don't even right. have to watch the big streamers who have gotten in you know at midnight or right. gotten yeah. the keys i can Scroll on down through, watch a guy with like 20, 30 viewers who's going to be legit. And like I was saying earlier with the new format for Steam, that's one of the things I like about it because I'll, I'll scroll down and, and watch just random people play. Just watching somebody play for five, 10 minutes is, is better than a review. And it's like you said too, especially with webcams and stuff, because there's facial features and things you can't hide. And when they're playing it live, you get to right. see everything, the bugs, the crashes, yeah. you see all that. I remember watching um, some people play when Atlas released, and it was a nightmare. Was it was a, a horror show. File. Oh it my was, goodness. <laughs> and I was interested in it. I, I loved Ark. I, I had a great time with it. It looked like it was going to be a good game, and then I just started watching people play and randomly spawning in the middle of the ocean and just dying for no reason and all the glitches. And, and I was like, okay, I saved my yeah. 40 bucks here. And That was uh, as big as like dumpster fires go for releases. That was, was definitely top five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to the streaming. Should we play Dying Light? Yes. Get off work. I'm like, you know, let me eat my breakfast. You know, Chris, he was my roommate at the time. So I'm just, you know, shooting the crap with him. And I'm like, oh, man, this new game came out, Dying Light. I, you know, so it's with, like, zombies and stuff. You know, I kind of want to check it out. And so we're watching it. And I'm watching Josh OG play it with Summit. And Josh is just like, ah! and he goes running up and just kicks this zombie in the chest, <laughs> of course. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm I buying need, this game. I need to buy this game. <laughs> so I can I'm kick like, something in the chest. I'm like, when's GameStop, like, open up? And I'm like, dude, it opens up in, like, 30 minutes. Let's go. We hopped nice. in. I don't know if I called in sick that night or if I was off, but that was it i was up then for another 24 hours yeah. playing dying light kicking zombies in the chest <laughs> one of your games that you were talking about was call of duty and how you really got into that it was one of the first games i played as like a single player first person shooter on the computer the second call of duty i believe it was you you land on the the d-day beach omaha beach and you've got bullets flying by your head and people exploding around you and and all this stuff going on that game always kept me right on the edge of my seat my heart's racing you know 
Do you have any games that do that same thing for you? Recently, I would have to say Doom. It was like, oh man, like I was all into it. I was so excited and just, and of course that game in general was just kind of nonstop at every corner. I even have a, the video on YouTube where I scream like a little girl because I'm just getting surrounded. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> uh, but even Doom 3, if we'll go back to probably one of the first ones I remember playing, my dad had this real nice surround sound system in his living room and he's like, we're going to turn it up. And he like cranks it up because it was dark and yeah. they were jumping out at you and the guns and everything. And that for me, just that whole atmospheric, you're in hell. Right. And that, that yeah. was the one that you could basically just see your flashlight beam, right? Yes. And, yeah. And it was this was now before they updated it because if you play Doom now, mm -hmm. it's on your shoulder. When I played it, it, it was in your hand. You had a switch between your gun and the flashlight. That, yeah, that's how I remember playing it. Yeah, it's, now it's, it's on your, your shoulder. They made it easier. For me, the biggest atmosphere game that I've played, um, I don't know if you played Outlast at all, if you've ever given that game a shot. No, i never played it. Um, at my old apartment, I had this really nice surround sound system. I hooked it up to my computer and I had three friends over and I was playing Outlast and you go to a psychiatry center and there's just crazy stuff going on. You, you don't have a weapon, you have a camera, you've got to refill your batteries for your night sight so you can actually see what's going on. So we, I start playing and I'm going through and it lasted maybe an hour and all my friends were like, okay, I got to go home. This is creeping <laughs> me out. I'm done. But that one, as far as the atmosphere goes, like you were saying, I know there's one spot in that game where you're walking down a hallway and there's, there's a body inside of a wheelchair. And immediately I was like, that thing's going to jump out at me. Like, you know, of course a jump scare is coming out. So I like slowly creep up. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Get to it, doesn't move. Walk past it, doesn't move. I was like, all right. So run into the next room, go in there. There's a jump scare in there, like TV turns on or something. And I was like, oh, oh man. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. I got what I needed here. Let me go back. So I'm running out and I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, oh yeah, chick in the chair. I get right next to her and she jumps out of the chair on the second time through. And I was, it just caught me off guard. I like jumped out of my chair, did the little girl scream. I, it was... <laughs> Alien did that for me, the latest one. Because, you know, it's just Alien and you have your, like, Right, and you can, yeah. But you're like, get the locker. And you're like, and I'm like, I have, again, another one. It's all on video. If you guys ever want to go back to see it. But there's one part you said about jump scares. And I'm just, like, walking. I don't, you know, there's nothing on the, the heart meter. And it just explodes. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Outlast was the same way with you know hiding in lockers and stuff, and I, I always remember jumping into the locker and you can just see through the slots and like you see the dudes walking outside and I was like, all right, he walked by, can I get out yet? And I just sit in the locker for like you know two three minutes, like I don't, I, he might still be out there. If I get out of here, what do I do? So that we've kind of reminisced here on the games that we think were great and things. What do you think has made some of the biggest impacts in gaming? One of the biggest negative ones, I guess I'll just jump into right off the bat, is microtransactions. Okay. When I was growing up and you bought the games, you went to GameStop or you, you went to EB Games or you know the, all those other stores that are closed down now, you bought the game and you own the game. Yeah. There wasn't, you're going to purchase you know these weapons, you're going to purchase these boosts, you're going to get these expansion packs. It was You got everything that belonged in the game. And I know there's a lot of backlash for the publishers and EA especially with their oh, Battlefront, what they've been doing. They just take it to like a whole other level though. Like they don't they just do. like, here's some microtransactions. They're like, here's some microtransactions for everything. You also have the, the games that do it right though. Um, Path of Exile. It's free. And then if you want to put money into it, you can. You can buy skins. There's a couple things in there that some people say, you know, you, you need this to play the game with like the stash tabs. Which I completely disagree. Um, yeah, it's more like quality of life. Yeah, we played for a couple of months before I purchased any stash tabs. And oh. then I felt like they deserved it. They made a game good enough that I was willing to put money into it. That's how microtransactions should be for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I want to say that Path of Exile, I think it was like my first whole character I just kind of played. Then the next season came out. I think we were both kind of getting up. Like I tested out and a new season came out. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'll throw a couple bucks, you know. Yeah. For some quality of life. And everything that was there was, well, that's a lie. Not everything was reasonably priced when you actually look at some <laughs> of the things. Um, the, the stash tabs and things that you would want to purchase that if, if you were going to be playing the game for a long time, that would kind of be the essential ones. Those were cheap. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you got into the cosmetics, you want some, you know, wings or something and they're 30 to $50. That's a little crazy. But hey, if, you know, you want to donate to the company and 
pay the price of a game, go for it, and you get something back for it, but you don't have to. The only reason, like I said, I spent money in that game was I really thought the game deserved it. The developers did a great job, wow. and I wanted to support them. Now, off of that, games themselves that have, that have kind of like defined their genres, you could go with either Fortnite or PUBG. Um, either one of those for bringing this whole Battle Royale gameplay mode in, which seems like everybody wants to get on board with. It's been calming down the last couple of months, I feel like. Surprised Lego Battle Royale didn't come out. Right? <laughs> and, hey. Fortnite, I gave it a try. I could not do it. I just, I, I blame it on, I'm just getting old. And my mentality, because you know, tactical shooters and all that, that's been my go-to for right. a long time. And it was always, I'm getting shot at, let me hide behind cover. And Fortnite, I'm like, there's no cover, i got to build it. I'm like, okay, yeah. so I need a wall. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> when uh, oh. The first time I ever played Fortnite, I, I played like a solo game. Just don't want to see how I was working. And I'm running around, and I'm like, oh, I see somebody. So I duck behind this behind this tree. Like I sneak up into a bush, and like I take a shot at him. And like he turns around, and he builds this fortress like instantaneously. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I'm going to just hide behind this rock. And then he shoots the rock and the rock breaks. And I was like, oh, I'm out of luck here. And even like a couple of my friends that I played with, the skill that they had with building things. I, I, I will be with you on this and attribute it to age. I don't know how they build stuff so fast. Like just watching yep. them build three walls at the same time. I sit there and I'm like, a wall. I'm going to need a <laughs> ramp. i got to spin that. Like, yeah. I spent... A good like three four months and that's the only game i played and it was constant i was playing you know six eight hours a day and still nowhere near what these kids were building like when i played there was four of us so we were doing squads yep. and we roll up on another squad and i'm just like here we go kids i'm gonna show you how it's done how sports coming i'm just like go 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 one down go 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 two down go 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 three down i'm like I am on fire, like just out shooting these kids. The fourth guy built the Leaning Tower of Pisa, yeah. snapped a picture, jumped down on top of me, shotgunned me. Yeah, yeah that's about right. <laughs> I'm not looking 10 stories up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't expect people to fall on you from, from out of the sky. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I was like, this isn't my game. Yeah. I was shooting or building. I could not do it at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you can't do the both. Yeah. I can't do it. Watching these kids, like, I'm dead because, you know, it's I get shot. So I'm watching my teammates play and they're building and then they're editing it and putting a window in and taking a shot and editing it back in like half of a second. I'm like, how did you just do that? Yeah. Like that's like six buttons you press that make that all happen. How did you, and how did you get that? And it's instantaneous. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just today. The games are almost too easy. They are. So whenever I play a game, single player, I don't even look at the lower difficulty levels. I, I automatically default to the hardest difficulty in the game. Um, I think that does stem from the older games, uh, from them being more difficult. I mean, Mario, Contra, Battletoads was a big one. Uh, one of my favorite games as a kid, pretty sure I've only played the first like three levels, was Altered Beast on the uh, Sega Saturn. Okay. Um, Side-scroller, it's very Castlevania-ish, you could kind of turn into like a werewolf. Incredibly difficult. I've only, I don't think I ever beat the first boss, but I played that game constantly. Just having that challenge, I think, brings, brings something to it. Now, it could be... I do love collecting pointless achievements. Uh, <laughs> I have a whole bunch of them on Steam. I don't know what it is about them. I enjoy collecting them. So part of it might be because I want that achievement that says I beat this game on the hardest difficulty. Mm. And it's it's something that, you know, just, hey, I did that. Like, I think it's more that I just enjoy the challenge. Like, I put the uh, the last Call of Duty or World War II. I was playing that one on like the nightmare difficulty. Okay. And there's there's times in it where I, I'm sitting there like, why am I playing on this hard of a difficulty? <laughs> I get shot once and I'm dead. This is ridiculous. And then when I passed that section, it was like, yeah, I did mm -hmm. it. Are you are you one that plays more on the more difficult settings, or are you just? <laughs> so I have a little bit of a temper. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fly calls me rage sport, and uh, you know, so I, I do have to watch myself. I'm pretty good though. Like I don't smash keyboards. I don't smash mice. Right. Yeah, I've had that same keyboard for like a year now. All the well, buttons still work. Now shooting back to earlier in the, <laughs> in the podcast, when I broke that keyboard that I had, it also wasn't you know a, an eighty uh, to one hundred and sixty dollar mechanical keyboard. You're you're yeah. looking at the little beige like twenty dollar thing down down the street. But yeah, continue. But um, so I do have to watch myself um because I I will get to a point where I, I boil over. And yeah. I have to like, I'm just done, you know, and just, but I'm at the point where I just, I'm done and I turn it off. Right. And that started when I was a kid where I would just, nope. And I would turn it off before I go like launch the controller 
Yeah. Just turn it off. Now, <laughs> if you if you get to that point in one of these games, are you ever going back to it? Like, yes. Okay. So yeah. it's not like you're you're turning off and you're done and you're never going back to that. Yeah. Game. It's it's like a cool off because I know I have a temper, so I just need a, a, a couple minutes to cool off. Yeah. Just give me 10, 15 minutes. You know, I used to go smoke a cigarette and then come right back and I'd get past it. Like, right. Well, without even trying. Yeah. Um, but I do miss, I guess, the the thinking involved, I should say, the, the okay. challenge in that. Like, I always go back to Diablo 2 because that was very challenging back in the day. There were so right. many different items and rune words and you could get to level 50 and go, I got to re-roll. I just, I messed up. Right. There goes 30 hours. So it, it was more like you had to really, like, think. About what you were Ahead doing. Ahead of what you're doing, yeah. Where now, you like Diablo 3, there's no thought involved at all. You could beat the game without thinking. Yep. You could just go, I, I guess that's better. I mean, sure, if you want to be the top of the leaderboard, you have to think and mid-max. Yeah, yeah. and That's a whole other thing. But as the, just a casual player, you don't you, have to think. You don't, yeah. Which, I, I mean, is good in a way because you have to think about the casual players. Yeah. They they still need to have their difficulty level that can pull you into it. And it's something I've seen in in a couple of games I've played recently where they it's not like easy difficulty, it's story mode difficulty where it doesn't really challenge you and it's just for somebody that wants to play it to see the story, okay. which is great. I just don't think that should be the default setting. Yeah. Like a normal difficulty should be something that's going to challenge the player. The same rate saying that you don't know who the player is. Yeah. There's, you know, when we were kids who was playing video games, you didn't have people that were, you know, our age, 30, 30 to 35 years old playing games. It was more kids. Kids. Doesn't really make sense as to why the games were, you know, tough as nails, but... I think I think you did just kind of hit the head on it, though. Honestly. So, follow me here on this one. I'm, gonna break it, I'm just going to break it down a little bit. Where back in the day, we were nerds, and it right. wasn't mainstream. We liked that you had to sit and think, you know, we were nerdy, you know, you, you might have been good at math or something like that, but it was like you were a gamer. Where now, it's become more mainstream, and they do have to focus more now on the broader audience. Right, that makes sense, yeah, because it, it was it was a certain certain type of people that were playing games back when yeah. they were playing games. It wasn't everybody, it wasn't the cool thing to do, as, as we've talked about before. Yeah. So that, that does make more sense that... You know, they knew that they could throw these challenges in, knowing that what their art, their audience was going to be. Yeah, we, um, were, we wanted we were the, the the more logistical thinkers, and that's right, what we liked. Right. Funny thing, I I don't like Dark Souls. I don't like Bloodborne. <laughs> I don't like any of the the Souls types games. Um, now I'm not going to say I don't like them. Like I would never play them, but it's not something I I reach out for. I'm not looking forward to the next one. It's not. Um, the the ninja one that just came out Sekiro or whatever I, okay. I didn't really care to even look into just because I played the other ones and it, I think it's a different type of difficulty yeah you're 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 learning the mechanics that's it yeah you're that, beating the mechanics yeah and it's you know that it's gonna be you know a cross swipe a cross swipe and then coming from overhead and you know you have to dodge left dodge left roll backwards just that button repetition over and over and over those. Or where I'd stay away from because those I have zero patience for. Right. That it just goes to the top of my BS level. Okay. Where you're like fighting and it's like you're 30 minutes into it and then like you did like you said you do that one misstep and, and then dead. he hits you one time and you just blew all that progress. But yeah. I, I don't have the patience for that. Yep. I can't be asked. <laughs> no. I, now the the first one that came out I played quite a bit of it. I I enjoyed it because it was something new. It was something fresh. But I can play those types of games. So. The Souls types for you are, are you just won't touch them? Is yeah. there a game series or, or just type in, in general you won't play? Um, fighting games, I don't touch. The last one I did was For Honor. I rage quit yeah. on For Honor, playing the alpha. There's a video of that out there too. I, I, that one I actually tossed the controller and it was pretty much that's why I don't play these games. That's one of those games that I put in like the Souls-like category. Yep. Just because it was, it was all mechanics. That was... You see them coming from the top. You have to dodge a certain way. You have to, you know, hit at a certain time. And I got frustrated because the guy just kept spamming the same button, and I even <laughs> yelled it out. Why is it just spamming buttons? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I take that to like back in the day. You play those fighting games. You get that low kick, and the guy's just huh, 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 yeah, huh, 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 and you just get you're like 
stop. Yeah. I've got, um, so my friend, my friend Dwayne that I was talking about earlier that loves Halo, he is a fanatic about fighting games as well. So we've played a lot of them. I, like you, I do not like fighting games. Every once in a while, I'll go back and see if things have changed enough that I actually will get into it. But as soon as I start playing other people, there's always that person that <laughs> picks the guy with either the biggest weapon or has just the simplest move where, again, it's, it's the floor kick or yeah. they bring him against the side of the screen and you just kick him in the air over and over and over. Our group of friends, a friend Jimmy, the person with the biggest weapon, and just press X over and over <laughs> and over. And you get stuck. Jimmy, you're the reason I don't play fighting games. You know, you get that person that gets you against the wall and just hits you and hits you and hits you. That one button. And I, I can't I can't do that. I, I'm going to be honest here. If I was good, I, I would block it or break the chain or, you know, counter it. Yeah. Because there's, there's a counter for it. We just yeah. don't know it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to take the time to learn it, even though it's probably two buttons and, you know. Yeah. It's, I, I just, I don't see the draw to it. No. Um, even in those in like sports games either. Not that I have anything against sports. I just don't play the games. It's just boring okay. to me. What's weird is I guess this will kind of go into this. For me, I like racing games. Right. And the simulation racing games. Which, gameplay-wise, are normally boring. You just... So, kind of. I mean, I I see the draw to those games. I remember playing Gran Turismo 1 and Gran Turismo 2 on the Playstations. And just having to perfect the course. Mm -hmm. You had to... Which, from what we were talking about five minutes ago, doesn't make sense as to why I like it. Because you're you're nailing down the mechanics. But it was just something about... You know, having to make sure I hit that turn perfectly and I, I laid off the gas and hit the gas at the right times. And so I, I see, you know, where, where the draw from racing comes in. Yeah. And I, I think one of my favorites right now would probably have to be that just Project Cars, the, the first one. Okay. The second one, I didn't care for some of the things they had done. So I, okay. I go back to the first one. Chris, he uh, he had played it in the controller and got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Trade it right back in because you couldn't play it. Um, I bought a, a wheel because of that game and felt it was like 10 times better. I felt like that you oh. almost needed the wheel. I uh, I agree completely there. So I enjoyed Project Cars 1, but I could successfully play that game with a controller and I enjoyed it. Project Cars 2 I got in a bundle and here's my review for it on <laughs> Steam. I have 1.7 hours on record. Uh, my review says, if you're looking to play with a controller, you would most definitely have more fun driving a real car straight off of a cliff. Um, in that 1.7 hours of me trying to play, my car wouldn't turn. I could like the brakes didn't work. Nothing on the controller was working. I tried with the keyboard. Nothing on that worked at all. I could not do anything. It went into the uh, went to the sim trash pile and immediately was uninstalled. Uh, I was uh, game made me so mad. Uh, all right. So, would Project Cars be your number one racing game? Was that your go to racing game? Yes. Yeah, that'd be my number one. Okay. Because it's it's enough of a sim, and that's what I'm. I like. Okay. My my racing number one would be it would be one of the dirt games. Okay. Um, I I enjoy rally racing. I like sliding around the road the road. Um, the English dude in my ear, ear yelling at me. With with that, um, we're just gonna go through our our favorite games in, in each genre. The tops. Um, the tops. We'll start off with it's gonna be obvious for you, but your your top FPS game. Top FPS, Halo Two. All right. That's my top. Now, is that your top as a single player, multiplayer, or both? For me, that would be probably both. Okay. Um. So mine, I broke down. Um. Single player would be. Uh, either Far Cry, Far Cry Two, or the Fear series. Ooh, that's um, a good series. It kind of had like the you know the spookiness going on. You got the paranormal stuff, and it was good gunplay. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, usually when you're you're playing a first person shooter, you're you're in war. It's World War One, World War Two, or World War Three in the future. Yeah. Um, this one was completely out of left field, and it, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed every game in the series. 
Um, I played through them multiple times. And then the multiplayer of Counter-Strike, it's not so much anymore. I don't really play Counter-Strike like I used to, but overall throughout my life, I've put more hours into that game than probably any other game I've played. Maybe WoW contends with it um, as I've way too much of my life into that game. Into well. WoW. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of WoW, we'll go on to MMOs. Mine would be World of Warcraft, specifically in Vanilla and Burning Crusade. Okay. Um, I really liked it back when it first released. I stopped playing uh, after Lich King. Had a good break in there for a while and played a little bit of Legion, which is, I don't know, two expansions old now, one mm -hmm. or two. Not so much a fan at all since once they reduced Raid Finder, it killed it for me. Um, I lost all the camaraderie, like having to get those those players together and depend on those people. And mine would be World of Warcraft. I'd have to agree with that. MMO would would be World of Warcraft. Yeah. I didn't play a lot of it. At, well, I didn't play any of it at all when I was a kid. I didn't play WoW until as of like last year. I played yeah. for about a month. Um, so I get the Legion. You know, I played through a little bit of Legion there, and then mm -hmm. the Burning Crusade. Um, well, not the Burning Crusade. Uh, Battle for Azeroth. Battle for Azeroth. I'm sorry. Yeah. Battle for Azeroth. I played most of that. Not all of it, just most okay. of it. And you, you enjoy. I know we talked about this before, um, but you like the the newer WoW better, right? You I did. like the ability to just jump in and and. I did like that. that. Yeah. I, I did play classic. I remember, you know, I was up, I had Team Viewer I installed, and mm -hmm. I kept my PC on all day and just remoted in at work to get into the queue four okay. hours. So yeah. by the time I got home, 20 minutes, and I was I was ready to go. That's how bad it was. It was, it was terrible. Oh, my gosh. That's... The first night, I couldn't get in. I got home at, like, 6.30. It was, like, midnight, and I was like, I'm going to bed, guys. Have a good <laughs> one. And I'm still, like, 3,000 in the queue. That's insane. Could not get in. I'm not a big MMO or RPG kind of guy, so right. I did notice I got bored, but I'd say that I'd have to throw it up there at the top for MMOs. Mm -hmm. What about, I'm going to skip a little bit here on our on our show notes, but uh, because it's very similar, RPG, it's not your style at all? No, There's, I don't really get into them. I've it, tried them, like I've tried like the Morrowinds and okay. Oblivion back in the day. Would play a couple hours and just get bored. Now, have you tried anything like Baldur's Gate or Pillars of Eternity or any of the like isometric RPGs? No. No. Nope. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've stuck with like the ARPGs, right. but it's just more just hack and slash. Right, yeah. We talked about last episode, you're, you're very into, you know, going in there and killing a bunch of stuff. And yeah, just the, mindless. Yeah, the, the RPGs <laughs> are, are so along those lines. I personally really enjoy RPGs. Back in the day, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance was, was a big one. I, I'm pretty sure that was more along the action lines. But then they had Dragon Age, which it was the isometric top-down. You had real-time battle, pause battle. It was great. I love being able to kind of mold my character into what I want him to be, have the dialogue choices, kind of feel like I'm making a difference in, in the game world. And then recently, I would say the number one on that front would be Pillars of Eternity. Um, okay. Pillars of Eternity too, so it's like an enhanced uh, Neverwinter Nights or or Baldur's Gate style game, okay. um, with some quality of life improvements. But again, it's it's the story, getting into the story, being able to make those choices and and kind of craft my character as to what I want it to be. Uh, I really enjoy that. So RPGs aren't for you, ARPGs are. Um, yeah. With with the talk of of Diablo that you've had, I'm going with Diablos <laughs> here. Diablo, yeah, I played them all. Yeah, Diablo one. Diablo 2, a bunch of time in Diablo 2, Diablo 3. Diablo 4 is coming out. Can't wait. <sighs> Three <Yep>. years. <laughs> yep. I uh, never played Diablo 2. Don't know what it was. I just, I, I never got into it. I did play through Diablo 1. Pretty sure it was the first, I'm positive it was the first ARPG I ever, I ever beat. I had to clear out space on my computer because it was the only thing I could fit on my <laughs> computer at the time. Back when, you know, four gigabytes was more than your hard drive could hold. Yeah. Now it's laughable. Downloads in a minute. Right. When Diablo 2 was out, I was playing Torchlight. Um, I really enjoyed Torchlight. It was same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, ARPG. You know, it's still an ARPG. I was still playing online with friends. Uh, well, not in, not in Torchlight 1, but Torchlight 2. I was playing online with friends. Don't know what it was about Diablo. I don't know if it was just too complicated at the time um, when I was playing. Or I was probably stuck in... Final Fantasy or, or some JRPG game. Yeah. I think that too I kind of attribute it to is like that's what my parent my like my buddy's dad had and then he mm -hmm. got and then so of course I went to my parents and that was it. That's what we played because that's how you got kind of exposed to it, I guess. Right. Yeah. 
Diablo 3 I did play some of. Uh, I played it on the on the PlayStation first, um, back in the classic days of it. Okay. And then I played it again on PC uh, when the Necromancer expansion thing came out. I enjoyed it. I felt like it was too simplified. Um, yeah. It was too pushed for the casual um, for me. Being able to, you know, have, you know, you pick between skill A or skill B, and then you have what your four skills, and it, it was... It was too simple for me. We just watched the uh, the trailer for Diablo Four um, before we started the podcast here, and it looked interesting. The trailer looks amazing. Like the oh, yeah. the, the art, um, yeah, the artwork, the animations, everything looked beautiful. Seeing the skill trees and some of the gameplay and whatnot makes me want to give it a shot. Yeah, um, it's one that I, I I will be picking up when it comes out and and giving it a shot as long as it doesn't come out around the same time that Path of Exile. 4.0 comes out yeah um, the timing on that my my number one <laughs> arpg game is path of exile the skill tree in that game is ridiculous there's hundreds of nodes you can go to and any class can go anywhere on the tree mm-hmm. you can you know make the character to what you want to be which goes back to me liking the rpg games because i can play exactly what i want to play um that's one of the things I think Blizzard got wrong with Diablo 3. This is how they f- wanted their game to be played or how they thought it should be played. Right. So and they kind of got st- stuck into that. Yeah, they're pigeon- pigeonholing you into you're going to be you're going to be a barbarian while well, you're going to be this sort of barbarian. That's what you're going to yeah. do. Cuz even Diablo 2, you can have a javelin bard. You can't do that in D3. Yeah. Can't be done. I agree. Like I said it was too simplified. Yeah. And now Path it's like Whatever you want to do, man. Yeah. It might not make it to end game, but you can play right. it. <laughs> I feel like regardless of how terrible your character is in Path, you could probably make it through the story. Oh yeah. Um and, and get to get to the end. You wouldn't be able to do the, the end game content. But at the same rate, you can respec your character. Yeah. Um, you can respec. It costs, to an extent. Yeah. It it costs you in game items, but you can respec. Something else with Path that I, I prefer over Diablo, um, which I, I really hope they change. It's one of the things I'm, I'm really hoping I read a patch note about is their trading system. Um, everything in Path of Exile, you trade through internet browsers, through mm-hmm. web browsers. And then you have to actually meet that person in the game and make a face-to-face trade with Diablo when it first released Diablo 3. The atrocious auction house system, yep. which they promptly got rid of, which is great but it's just the community around path to me seems better it yeah. just it seems more friendly they seem more helpful i've yet to get scammed in the game you're giving people items that are you know at the time worth a whole lot of in-game currency and i've always gotten them back i've never had had problems with that yeah um, now i give you that so simulation games um on the notes here you have project cars um, I know for a while you played Farming Simulator. I that did. One, that one doesn't make your list. It's uh, it's up there. Uh, as far as simulators, I'm going to be honest, I had a blast. So I played it a lot, and I even got my old buddy Chris there to get it. He was kind of skeptical at first, too, but then he got hooked, and we had like a server going. And then uh, I asked girlfriend, but my girlfriend at the time, she got on, and we had like this whole farm going and I had another buddy from the railroad got on and there was like four of us running around you know did you feed the cows did you <laughs> do this did you do that oh man let me get the fertilizer and it was a nice game because it was relaxing there was a lot to do but it was relaxing I can see that and I just like lost myself in it simulators I've never installed train simulator buddy of mine sent it to me for Christmas when I was on the railroad as a joke Expecting that I would install it and play it. No, never installed it, never played it. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to do that. Uh, but I, I seem to remember when you worked with me at the IT repair where we would build computers that you had purchased the PC simulator. Is that a little different there for you? Would you just look at the time? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game. Uh. And I like to build computers, and we didn't build enough of them, and I just, you know... Right, right. I had to get that itch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, for me, my, my simulating game would, would be uh, either Planet Coaster, um, which was... You build, you build roller coasters. You build mm-hmm. a theme park. It was by the people who made the original Roller Coaster Tycoon, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the guys with uh, Lead Dangerous. 
Yes. What I enjoyed about that is I could build literally everything from the ground up. You start with a giant open field and you can make everything. You terraform. I, I spent hours and hours making, you know, like an ice cream stand that I could then put in my park and, and share out there on the market for other people to, to pick up and put in their parks. Um, love that game. They just released a new game. We were talking about it earlier before the podcast. Yeah. I'll Planet Zoo, where you get to make a zoo, which I feel like is even higher up there for me yeah. because animals and zoos, I love I love just the idea of it. Get paid um, on Friday. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, it's a toss-up. So it's a toss-up between uh, Planet Coaster, for now, until we play you know, Planet Zoo, and Kerbal Space Program. Okay. Um, I talked about Kerbal Space Program before. Mm-hmm. Um, you build rocket ships, you send, you send them out to the moon. The whole experience of, of breaking through the atmosphere, the music queuing up, you look outside the rocket and you, you see the Earth, and it's, it's a nice experience. Like It, it kind of gives you the chills. Uh, it's just a video game, but it still gives you that, like, man, look what I just accomplished. Like, I'm in outer space. <laughs> um, now, and that one, I've, I've, I got out of the atmosphere. I've got my rocket ship to the, the version of the moon. I landed on it. The landing on the moon wasn't so good. Um, I have a Did little <laughs> a little Kerbal guy up there. They're the little people in the game. Uh, he's just chilling out on the moon, waiting to be rescued. Really don't know how to get him off the moon. So he's been there for a couple of years now. But uh, they also are working on Kerbal Space Program 2. I saw that. Um, uh, did you watch any of the trailers for it or anything? No, I haven't watched the trailers. I did read the article and how they were looking at more space, you know, with the space stations. The colonies and, the colonies, and colonies, yeah. yeah. Uh, I highly recommend watching some of the videos that they have. Any other genres that you can think of that we missed here? I know we missed some. I just... I uh, I think that's about it. Like, oh, I really play anymore. Just FPS, Sims, City yeah. Builders, you know, Planet Coasters. That's, that's really all I play anymore. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. Next week, we are going to be discussing, as a, as a quick topic, you said something about the technologies that we've used. Yeah. What is the worst piece of technology we've used? <laughs> okay. And then we also said we were going to talk about if there were a zombie apocalypse and we had to build a dream team based on characters from, from games, who would we pick? Um, we'll do three to five different different characters that we would we would choose to come along with us and to survive the zombie apocalypse um, based on their skills and yeah and go from there Uh, so join us next week while we we talk over that so we'd like to hear from you guys and we are curious as to what your biggest gaming moment was Um, so if you want to send us a message on twitter that would be t2 podcast one that is at sign t the number two podcast one for our website you can go to wordpress and it's going to be on t2podcastservedcold.home.blog so thank you for joining us today on the episode i'm tyler i'm tyler and this was a t2 podcast served cold